You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. Reports say that Deloitte has been hacked. A Verizon AWS S3 bucket is found exposed online. Lockie is being spammed out in quantity. Phantom Squad hoods run a DDoS protection racket. Kinetic tensions in the U.S., Tehran, and North Korea raise expectations of cyber offensives. Chinese intelligence is thought behind the sea cleaner back door. Some unnamed ISPs are accused of Finn Fisher spyware campaign complicity. And Carlos Danger will go to the big house. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, September 25th, 2017. This morning, The Guardian broke the story that Deloitte had been hacked. Deloitte is both a big four accounting firm and, like its peers, a leading provider of cybersecurity consulting services. The firm was compromised through an admin account in October or November last year and discovered the breach in March 2017. Investigation is ongoing, but Deloitte is being tight-lipped, saying only that few clients' information, including emails, was exposed. Six clients are said to have been notified so far that they may have been impacted by the breach. When they were notified is not clear. It appears that Deloitte's Microsoft Azure account was compromised. Azure is Microsoft's cloud service, similar in function to its competitors' Amazon Web Services or Google Cloud. The admin account through which the hackers gain their entree to the cloud account appears to have been secured only by a simple password and not with any form of multi-factor authentication. Exactly how the hackers achieved access is not publicly known. The incident is said to affect mainly customers in the U.S. The information exposed to compromise includes emails, including client emails, and possibly usernames and passwords, IP addresses, and business and health information. Some of the content at risk is thought to include sensitive security and design information. Some observers believed something was up when Deloitte retained Washington law firm Hogan Lowell at the end of April in connection with some unspecified cybersecurity matter. That matter now appears to have been this breach of Deloitte's Azure account. This is another breach at a high-profile enterprise, Equifax, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and now Deloitte. In another unfortunate trend, an Amazon Web Services S3 bucket has again been found exposed to public access. This one involves a fumble at Verizon, where the U.S. telecom giant left server configurations and other sensitive information hanging out on the Internet. The exposure was found by security researchers at the firm Chromtech. The compromised material appears to involve, for the most part, internal Verizon wireless systems, specifically Distributed Vision Services, DVS, 
which is a middleware system that exchanges data from Verizon's back-end to the front-end apps Verizon staff uses in stores and call centers. Chromtech and UpGuard are the two security firms who appear to be dining out on their assembly line discovery of exposed cloud services. It's unfortunate they have so much raw material to work with. More cyber extortion waves continue. One of the more notable is a large spam campaign distributing the venerable Lockheed ransomware. Another is more of a protection racket. The crooks of the Phantom Squad group are shaking down companies with the threat of denial-of-service attacks if they don't pay up. DDoS prevention shop Cloudflare says it's about to launch a new service that will make distributed denial-of-service something you only read about in history books. Good luck to them. We hope they're as good as their word, and we'll watch developments with interest. As observers goggle with continued astonishment at Equifax's handling of its breach, some look to Belgium for an alternative model of credit reporting that presumably handles consumer data in a more consumer-friendly fashion. International tensions over Iran and North Korean missiles and nuclear programs prompt concerns about the coming waves of cyber attacks from the two countries. In the case of Iran, U.S. skepticism about that country's compliance with a nuclear arms control agreement is seen as offering Tehran an opportunity to undertake a fresh campaign of cyber attacks. It's either a pretext or provocation, depending on whether you view the matter from Washington or Tehran. Iran has shown some capability in both espionage and sabotage, and its abilities in both areas are generally held to be on the rise. In the case of North Korea, the tensions that are believed likely to find expression in cyber attacks are being increased by Pyongyang's recent round of long-range missile and high-yield nuclear weapons tests. The weapons the DPRK has been testing are thought to be either full-blown thermonuclear devices or, at the lower but still very dangerous end, boosted implosion weapons. There's been little in the way of diplomacy and evidence from either Pyongyang or Washington. Recent North Korean cyber activity has, for the most part, concentrated on theft, either in the form of raids on cryptocurrency wallets and bank accounts, or in the form of aggressive and illicit Bitcoin mining on other people's servers. Avast thinks the back door insinuated into its C-Cleaner security software was probably put there by Chinese intelligence services. Kaspersky and other companies looking into the incident attribute the hack to APT-17, the threat group also known as Deputy Dog, a departure from the customary naming of Chinese threat groups after pandas. Kaspersky also sees a tie to the cyber espionage group Axiom, Novetta regards Axiom as an umbrella organization engaged in coordinating espionage on behalf of the Chinese government. The back door in C-Cleaner appeared designed for use against major Western tech companies, and this too is consistent with Chinese intelligence services' long-standing interest in intellectual property and industrial espionage. ESET is looking at the spread of Finn Fisher spyware and has concluded that major Internet service providers in affected countries were complicit in spreading the lawful intercept product into targeted devices. ESET declines to name the countries where they observed this campaign, citing concerns for the safety of people in those countries as grounds for its reticence. Finn Fisher has seen considerable use by relatively repressive regimes. And finally, in the latest high-profile conviction of a prominent politician on charges related to online misbehavior, disgraced New York Congressman Anthony Weiner has been sentenced to what the New York Post trumpets as hard time. 
It's not good for the former representative. He got 21 months in prison this morning, but it's not exactly hard time either. He'll be serving his sentence in all probability at a minimum security federal institution where he won't exactly be breaking rocks in the hot sun or working on the chain gang, but it's a swift and deep fall nonetheless. Weiner apparently had hoped to escape jail time even after his conviction for engaging in suggestive chats online with underage girls. Hope springs eternal, evidently. After his departure from Congress and public apology, Mr. Weiner sought political redemption in a run for mayor of New York. His campaign, never a front-running one in the Democratic primary, cratered when it came to light that he was still misbehaving under his old nom de mort, Carlos Danger. In the complex world of enterprise identity, securing legacy web apps at scale can be daunting. Strata Identity makes it simple. With Strata, you can effortlessly integrate non-standard apps with any identity service, like MFA or SSO, with zero coding and zero hassle. Designed by identity architects for identity architects, Strata works with every vendor, standard and app architecture, This means your apps can now speak modern protocols and integrate seamlessly with your chosen identity services. From securing on-prem web apps to migrating away from outdated identity providers or consolidating them, Strata helps you keep your complex access policies as you modernize your identity infrastructure and get rid of technical debt. Join leading organizations like 3M, Dallas County, and CIBC in securing your apps with Strata. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity security priorities, and receive a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And I'm pleased to be joined once again by Chris Poulin. He's a principal at Booz Allen Hamilton Strategic Innovations Group. He heads up their Internet of Things security team over at Booz Allen. Chris, welcome back to the show. Um, We wanted to talk today about connected automobiles. Let's just start with some basic things. If I head out today and I buy myself a brand new car, what sort of vulnerabilities do I need to worry about? (laughs) Well, it's kind of interesting because... uh you know, right now there haven't been any uh, at least publicized attacks on vehicles, and the reality is that um, there are all kinds of ways that cars could be attacked. You know, some of it is because of the complexity of the software and firmware in the vehicles right now. In fact, they say uh, that there are approximately 100,000 lines of code that run a modern luxury automobile. And I believe Ford said in their F-150 that they have 150 million lines of code because now those pickup trucks are effectively offices on wheels. I don't know how you quantify how vulnerable a vehicle is because that's sort of a general thing. Uh, But in terms of the different types of vulnerabilities that we get concerned about are obviously if somebody can hack in through the telematics unit, which keeps the car connected back to the automaker and then jump from the in-vehicle infotainment system. You know, so basically the, the area in the car where you're tuning the radio and setting the seats, you know, and things like that. 
if they can jump from that, as we've seen in some demonstrations in the past, over to the CAN bus, then effectively you can control just about any uh, aspect of a vehicle. So the brakes are all controlled electronically now. Engine components are co- controlled electronically. Uh, steering now is controlled electronically as well, by the way, for lane departure assistance and things like that. You know, it's funny because the, the autonomous vehicle, self-driving, all the auto manufacturers are getting in on that game. It's, you know, there's lots of reasons why we should all be driving self-driving cars, or actually that's the wrong way to say it, that the cars should be driving themselves. <laughs> um, and But one of the things that's kind of, I think people get a little bit uh, scared of is that there are far more sensors in self-driving cars now and far more actuators, things that actually can take control of the car and do things. So the sensors themselves obviously are sampling the the environment. So what cars are ahead of you? What a traffic look like? What is the environmental factors? Is the road wet or not? Are you departing from the lanes? And if you can trick those sensors, you can actually cause the car to react in a way that is false, at least in terms of the physical reality of what the road is presenting to the vehicle. So that's one way, right? So it's almost like an external, to some extent, you can actually be outside of the car and present it with perhaps a picture that you that you project onto its video camera or into its LIDAR sensors that make it believe that the road curves to the left when in fact it goes straight or that there is no car in front of you when in fact there is, you know, mm. and so you rear-end it. And so that's part of it. The other one is if you can actually break in, as I pointed out before, because there's everything is becoming more by-wire driving instead of manual controls, and which is kind of a harder thing for an attacker to do, obviously, is to actually get in and take control of the car by invading the CAN bus. Um, they can also accomplish the same thing. The thing that I always caution people, you know, and I'm not a big fan of fear, uncertainty, and doubt, is that at least at the moment, there's not a lot of motivation for an attacker to cause harm to passenger vehicles, right. unless you're some sort of high-profile target. And I think probably more to the point is that the vulnerabilities are going to be about cybercrime, uh, which is perhaps they'll find some way to put ransomware on the car and keep you from being able to start your car until you pay half a Bitcoin or something like that. So I think that's far more likely in the future. So we should be worried about it, but probably not as worried about the safety aspects are as we are about potentially the economic impacts of nobody being able to go to work. All right. Uh, interesting stuff as always. Chris Poulin, thanks for joining us. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-plus year partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.
Managing the requirements for modern security programs is increasingly challenging and time-consuming. Enter Vanta. Vanta gives you one place to centralize and scale your security program, quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for ISO 27001, SOC 2, and more. You can leverage Vanta's market-leading trust management platform to unify risk management and secure the trust of your customers. Plus, use Vanta AI to save time when completing security questionnaires. CyberWire daily listeners can get $1,000 off by going to vanta.com slash cyber. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash cyber. Cyber.